The Gemara in Erchen on Daf Vav Amid Aleph is discussing the issue of accepting donations from non-Jews for the Beis HaMikdash. And the Gemara on the bottom of Hayim and Beis mentions that perhaps we shouldn't accept donations from non-Jews for the Beis HaMikdash, Mishum Rifyon Yadayimhu, because it's possible that especially during Bayashini, we should not accept money from non-Jews for the Beis HaMikdash, because we're worried that maybe they have ulterior motives, and literally, that it will weaken the hands of the Jews. So what does that mean? So if we look at Rashi, Rashi says something very interesting. Rashi says, at the bottom of Hamad Beis, Mishum Rifyon Yadayim, Mishum Shlohayim Miskavanim Latova, that we're worried maybe these non-Jews who are donating the money to the Beis HaMikdash do not have good intentions. What are their bad intentions? Rashi explains. Their intentions are that by donating money to the Beis HaMikdash, we the Jews should become reliant upon them. And then shockingly, And now that we're accepting money from them, perhaps we'll listen to their etza, to their advice. And what's their advice? It's possible that their advice is they're going to advise Koresh not to build the Mesa Beis HaMikdash and to delay its construction. So when you look at this Rashi, it's like, what's going on over here? On the one hand, we're accepting their money, potentially, to build the Beis HaMikdash. And we want to build the Beis HaMikdash, we the Jews. And here we have non-Jews who are willing to donate money. So it's like, why not? It'll help us build the building even quicker. And then a second later, Rashi's telling us that perhaps now we're going to listen to the non-Jews and rely on their advice not to build the Beis HaMikdash. So... How do we, the Jews who are so eager to build the Beis HaMikdash and we're willing to accept money to build it even quicker, how do we all of a sudden now become interested and, and reliant upon the non-Jews and we're going to accept their advice not to build the Beis HaMikdash? How does that transition even happen? So I think what goes on here is I think we're really dealing with the influence that money can have on our perspective. And we know this is a thing. We know that money can sway even the most sound-minded people and we know this already from the Torah itself, because we learn there's a pasuk that says in Parsha Shoftim that it says Lo shochad ki It says, "Do not take a bribe, for a bribe will blind the eyes of the wise." And it uses the word shochad, which means bribe. So the Gemara in Ksubis explains that the word shochad, bribe, is very similar to the word chad, which means one. And Rashi explains that there's a connection between the word bribe. Shochad in the word one chad. Because when someone takes a bribe from someone else, and when they receive money from someone else, that forms a certain unity with them. And that forms a certain cohesiveness with them. And when a judge takes a bribe from someone who gives him money, in a way that judge becomes one with that person, and therefore that judge is no longer fit to be a judge. So we see that money can really influence even people who otherwise would be trustworthy, and that's something very powerful that's unique to money. The Vilna Gon actually says on this Pasuk, he says that we find in this Pasuk it refers to the Ene Chachamim. It says, a bribe can blind the eyes of the Chachamim. Whereas in Parshash Mishpatim, it uses a different term. It says over there, It says, do not take a bribe because a bribe will blind the eyes of the healthy. So the Vilna Gon discusses what's the difference between our Pasuk and in Shoftim where it says, that a, br- a bribe will blind the eyes of the, ch- ch- the chachamim, the wise, versus the pasuk in Mishpatim, where it says, a bribe will blind the eyes of the pikhim, the healthy eyes. What's the difference between 
being wise and having healthy eyes. So the Vilna Gaon explains that really there's two aspects of a judge that he possesses, which kind of makes him fit to be a judge. That on the one hand, the judge is a chacham. He has Torah knowledge. He knows the halakhic issues that are at, pl at play with any given case. And that's why he's a chacham. So he's called a chacham. But a judge also has another aspect to his personality. A judge also has acumen, business acumen, street smarts, right? A judge knows how to look at the ins and outs of a case and understand some of the underlying factors at play from a business perspective. And the Vilna Gaon says that's what's referred to as Ya'aver Pikrim, that a judge has healthy eyes. So the Vilna Gaon explains that both of these two aspects of a judge, being a Chacham, having Torah knowledge, having wisdom in Halacha, and also being a Pikeach, having healthy eyes, being able to see the underlying business factors at play, both of those aspects are at risk of being blinded, so to speak, by a bribe. So again, we see that money is an extremely powerful thing. It's, it's an extremely powerful thing, and it can sway even the most intelligent, the most mindful, even the, the, even the judges that the Torah is speaking about. I think this is an important lesson for us, as more, now more than ever, perhaps, we're bombarded with different things to do with our money, good things, bad things, even the tzedakah campaigns, which are an amazing thing. We should realize we're dealing with something powerful here. It has the ability to influence us. And if we use it in the right way, it will influence us for the better. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.